Hello world, I'm Reed Goosens. This is Investing in the US, an Aussie's guide to US real estate. On this podcast, we explore the world of US real estate investing from the point of view of an international investor by asking straightforward and down-to-earth questions of industry leaders and other successful real estate entrepreneurs about how to grow your wealth by investing in US real estate with just a little bit of an Aussie twist. And I just started becoming a lot more financially intelligent, and that's where the journey began. I learned six years uh, working with him how to be a successful entrepreneur. So it's an emotional investment that you're banking on, and less of a cash flow that someone else is going to value. As an international investor myself, I know how difficult it is to find credible information and navigate the jargon of U.S. real estate. So I decided to start this podcast to provide a platform for other international investors eager to learn and grow their real estate business by retracing the same steps I took when I first moved to the US and began learning about how to successfully invest in US real estate. The most successful habit is probably the the mindset. So through all of the ups and downs of investing, continually honing your mindset, which which the way you do that is through education, consistently learning as much as you can to move yourself forward and staying in that right mindset so that you can actually be successful. So listen and subscribe wherever you podcast by searching for an Aussie's Guide to US Real Estate. And remember, it's not hard to be successful if you have the right answers. The purpose of this episode is to really get a bit more of a background on where I came from and how I started to be successfully investing in the US and really what got me to this point in my life. So backtrack a few years to 2007, I graduated with uh, a civil engineering degree from the University of Queensland in Brisbane uh, and I went I went travelling for a couple of years. I went to London to work on the uh, 2012 Olympic Games. And then I spent a bit of time in the south of France um, backpacking around to all the great sites that Europe has to offer. I remember, vividly remember coming back after being away for about two years. I was, you know, 23, 24 at the time. Uh, I'd started my day job, you know, back working as an engineer. And I was sitting in my cubicle one day and I just sort of looked up and I said to myself, this can't be what I'm doing for the next 40 years of my life. And so I really wanted to explore, you know, I I had more to give. I knew that I was sort of, I felt like this guy on the sideline um, and just sort of, I felt like I was not being utilized as much as I possibly could. So I started to actively look to, you know, educate myself. I didn't, I had no idea where to start. And I remember going to a couple of different um, Ponzi schemes, uh, presentations, and I just thought this is not, this is not what I wanted to do, but I just knew that there was a desire inside of me to create long-term wealth or to create enough income that I didn't have to work or essentially be my own boss. Because at the end of the day, I think I'm a pretty lousy employee uh, and I'm a better boss. So I really wanted to work for myself. And that was sort of my motivating factor of why I wanted to start learning about real estate investing. And, and as I said, back in the time in around 2009, 2010, uh, I didn't know what I exactly wanted to do with my life. Engineering wasn't fulfilling me uh, and, and wasn't giving me enough fulfillment in my life. So I started to actively search 
what things out there could I do to increase my net worth, not have to go and do a nine to five day job, uh, five days a week, you know, 52 weeks of the year for the next 40 years of my life, and then retire on, you know, some measly pension fund um, and not have, you know, sustained long-term wealth and, and not be able to break free of the rat race. And that's sort of really what uh, resonated with me. I'd seen all these people um, who were successful, they're successful entrepreneurs or successful business owners. And I didn't understand what that was. I didn't know how they got to where they got. So I really asked myself the question, okay, if I'm going to be serious about this uh, and I need to create, I need to do investments. I need to invest in something to create, to get my money working for me. I knew that I need to, my money was sitting in the bank and I needed to get it working for me. And my dad was quite influential in, you know, in getting me started to the point that he had been successful a little bit in his real estate career. Not that he was a real estate um, investor by any means, but he was, he had a bit of, he had a few assets that had done well for him over the years. And so I said to myself, that's really interesting because I have a structural engineering background. I have a you know, structural civil engineering background. I work in the day-to-day of, of dealing with real estate developers and uh, on big, massive projects. And so I said to myself, that's, that's it. That's exactly what I want to do. You know, I want to be these real estate developers. I want to be as wealthy as these guys who are building retail strip malls or building you know, large apartment communities or hotels. You know, I said, how do I do that? I don't want to just be the engineer. Uh, working on the design team and answering to someone else. I want to be the boss. So that's when I actively started Googling real estate and real estate investing. That was in Australia. And I stumbled across the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a little purple book. And we'll talk a lot about this book uh, as we go through each episode. There's a, it resonates a lot back to me. And, and it was written by Robert Kiyosaki. And the real um, underlying factor is that if you want to escape the rat race or escape your day job, you need to be creating enough passive income that outstrips the salary that you're earning from your day job. So if, for example, you one day got really sick uh, and you couldn't go back to your day job, what would replace your income? And it was understanding the power of that passive income through placing your money in certain types of investments that really, really resonated with me. It was understanding the power of passive income and where do you place that your money to generate you passive income or get your money working for you? You know, out of the not sitting in the bank earning one or two percent, but actually in assets. Uh, which happened to be real estate, or you could choose stocks or bonds, or you could invest in actual businesses. So that's really where I started. I was really jaded with working in a cubicle. Uh, I knew I had a lot more to give. I had that entrepreneurial spirit and I wanted to be my own boss. So I really, really needed to educate myself on how to create long-term wealth. So that's really where I started. And I picked up this book. It was just the real aha moment, that sort of moment of the penny drop for me. And I said, this is it. This is exactly what has been you know, bugging me. There's a burning desire in me to just break out of, you know, the norm, which was get up, go to work, nine to five, um, answer to a boss who answers to a board of directors who you're essentially a small cog in the wheel of a massive company. And that just, oh, it would just rub me all the to- all always wrong. And I just didn't like that. And so this book really was that aha moment. And it got me thinking about how I can create passive income. And so I then started actively just going out to as many real estate investing seminars and get picking up books after book after book and really educating myself because 
the 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 other underlying theme of of rich dad poor dad was to continue to educate yourself in, in or, or grow your financial IQ, as Robert Kiyosaki likes to say. You know, I'm a, I'm an engineer, I'm a I'm a numbers guy, so that really also resonated with me. Just yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, to being humble enough to understand that you don't know everything, and that you've got to continue to work on your on your financial education, and so that really put me on the path towards achieving you know financial freedom and and by no means have i ever have i achieved financial freedom at all this is this this is a lot it's a long long journey uh it's a it's a marathon and not a sprint but over the last five years um i you know i've really gone to educate myself and really try and push myself as a real estate entrepreneur to break out of the day my day job and to start my own you know company so Going back a little while, you know, after 2010, 2011, I was just, you know, consuming as much knowledge as I can. I was, you know, increasing my network. I was going to different networking events, understanding the power of real estate and, and investing in Australia. But I also still had a very big desire to move uh, across, you know, to become an expat and go back overseas again. So, and at the time, I, my, my girlfriend, who is still my girlfriend today, uh, she's an American. So we decided to move to New York City, the Big Apple. And that, because I, I just love, when I backpack through New York, I love the feel of the, the go get you sort of feel, the go, you know, the hunger of, of the New York City, the drive to succeed and the drive to be the best. And, and that sort of, I really fed off that type of feel when I was in New York City, when I backpacked through there. So I said, I always had to said to myself, part of a bucket list was to live in New York City for a period of time. So we just, we packed up everything in Australia at the uh, beginning of 2012, uh, and we headed across to the to the United States, and I landed on in the ground on the ground in, in New York City without a job, and I remember just walking into engineering firm after engineering firm uh, to, until I found a job, and I finally found one, and that was you know I got my visa and all that sort of good stuff, um, but in the same time I was still so hungry to get my first real estate deal done, and and before leaving for the United States I was you know very close to being pulling the trigger because I'd educated myself so much. In Australia, that I, I, you know, I was confident. I got to a point where I was confident of, of making a smart investment decision uh, on purchasing a property in Brisbane um, to flip or to, to do whatever with it. And and so I had a little bit of money saved up, but I moved to the United States, and that took a little bit of money out of there. But you know, within two weeks of being on the ground in the United States, I was at my first real estate networking event. And you know, if you if you thought if I, I thought Australia had some good networking events, but in New York City, my gosh. It was networking on steroids, <laughs> and that was every single event I went to. I learned so much more, um, and it was just everyone was. Just, it was just another league, you know. Everyone Australians view the United States as it's just a different league over here, and and so it was just. I kept learning and learning and learning, and through that, and, and, you know, over the next probably t- course of six to twelve months. I continued to educate myself and learn about U.S. real estate, and and really that that sort of journey of, of understanding the different lingo and understanding the different jargon of because it's different to Australia. You know, we don't have you don't really talk about cap rates or capitalization rates, or you might not talk as much about cash flow because properties in Australia tend to not cash flow unless you have a great a lot of money into the deal. So. You know, I came to the United States and I started learning about all these things about cash flow. I was like, well, you know, Robert Kiyosaki was talking about cash flow. This is what I wanted to invest in. And I started doing a little bit more, scratching the surface a little bit more. And, and I started to see that there was these properties out there 
that you could buy for fifty, sixty thousand dollars. You know, and I'm talking the entire property because of the, the crash and and the fact that that was the state of uh, the U.S. economy at the time, and, and there's still properties out there that you can buy for that. But there was a massive crash, so you're coming out of this recession, and properties were cheap, um, and cheap enough to the point where you could buy them uh, all cash. You know, I, I bought my first one all cash with with a partner of mine, and it would generate uh, fifteen hundred bucks a month in rent. Now you take out a little bit for difference, you know, expenses and, 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 you know, operating expenses and paying the mortgage. Well, you didn't pay the mortgage on that particular first particular one because you bought it all cash, but you take all the operating expenses out. And if we, even if we did have a mortgage on that property, $50,000 is so cheap that we had like a good seven, 800 bucks coming in of pure cash flow, positive cash flow. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Now, you know, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't have li- ever lived in this particular property myself, um, but people do need a place to live. And that's why, uh, you know, that's why I could buy something for so cheap because there's, you know, there's different uh, income classes and, and different classes of, 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 of neighborhoods. And we'll talk a lot more about that as in the show. And, and, what, uh, and so once I, once I started to understand the different asset classes and, and different neighborhood classes, I really educated myself. And, and so then I purchased my first deal and we had that for about six months and we had that all cash. And then I went to the bank and said, hey, bank, I want to purchase another property. Can we refi some of that money out? And I think I refied 25 grand out of it. And I purchased a second one and I'd already saved up a little bit of t- money in that time as well. Plus I'd partner, I had my same partner on the first one. We, you know, we, we, we pulled our money together and bought the second one and we bought the second one for $45,000 and it was a duplex. And that was generating, uh, you know, gross income was I think thirteen hundred dollars a month, and really that was just those two little properties was what I was cutting my teeth on. You know, I was going in there, we were doing renovations to the property, we we're increasing the property value, um, sorry, increasing rents because we, you know, did a bit of, you know, uh, gave it a bit of lipstick, um, and we, you know, we, we put in new carpets, we put in new countertops. And we were able to increase the rent. And so from being able to increase the rent, we could see more more cash flow coming into my pocket. And I just thought, wow, this is really, really incredible. Uh, so I then, you know, in the 2000, middle of 2013, uh, I, we had a couple of properties under my belt, only being in the United States for a bit over a year. And then about six months later, I had, uh, I remember having dinner with uh, a Christmas dinner around the end of 2013, 2014. And I remember going out to dinner with my particular friend at the time and, and he, and I was like, you know, guess what I've done? And he said, you know, and I said, I bought these duplexes up in upstate New York. I feel really, you know, that I've you know, pat myself on the back. And he was like, that's, fa- that's fantastic. Um, and he's like, that's fantastic. I didn't realize you're into real estate. And I was, and I was like, because he said, I'm into real estate. And I said, oh, I didn't know that at all. He's like, yeah, yeah, I just bought an 80-unit property. And I was like, my mouth dropped. I said, 80 units? You bought 80 units? How did you manage to do that? And he went on to explain his story. And and really, it was it was at that point that I started to say to myself, Reed, you need to pick up your game and you need to go out and you need to go out and start educating yourself even more about these larger properties. I'd educated myself on the smaller stuff and was cutting my, actively cutting my teeth and learning the ropes, uh, dealing with property managers and general contractors and lawyers and accountants and paying taxes and all that sort of good stuff. And I was learning all these steps along the way and it wasn't, I didn't learn it overnight. And so, um, part of the reason uh, for this show is to then produce a show that could help international investors learn these steps a little quicker 
so they can start successfully investing in the US. But anyway, back to my original story, and that was he said, you know, you need to really get a mentor. And I said, you're right. I do need to get a mentor because I was sort of doing this all by myself. I was sort of like, I wasn't, I was sort of developing a small team, but it wasn't really um, something to take me to the next level. So I actively went out and got myself a mentor who was involved in large multifamily properties because I'd purchased a couple of small multifamilies and multifamilies just means uh, you have two or more units. Uh, it's not a single family house. It's, you know, it's a duplex. That's a multifamily because it's, you know, two people can rent it. Uh, and so I was starting to look at larger multifamilies, like 20 units, 30 units, 40 units, and just really understand the power of that cash flow and really the economy of scale by, you know, I applied it on a, on a triplex and a duplex, but imagine applying the same principles of going in there, increasing rents, um, through you know adding value to the property or replacing the carpet, replacing the the countertops, and you know giving a bit of a spruce up, and then to be able to increase the rent by you know fifty, sixty, a hundred bucks a month, but doing it instead of over on, on a triplex, doing it on uh, thirty units or forty units, and that then in my mentor that I got at the time was then able to you know, say to me, Reed, you, you know, you're not going to be able to do this all with your own money because you don't know. And, and that was a big, that was a big challenge to me. I didn't have, you know, say for example, a, a, a 30 unit property might be seven or $800,000 here in, in, the, in the Midwest in a class C neighborhood, right? Just that's, that's what we're talking about. And I, yeah, and I, I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't have that money. And he's like, you need to go and use other people's money or, you know, essentially syndicate. And I was like, "What does syndication mean?" And he's like, "Well, you think of what you think about it. Syndication is using other people's money. Um, they rent you the money, and you then use that money in the investment. And you're you're financially involved in the deal, and you both make money together. You're looking for investors who want to rent their money to you because you know what you're doing." And he said that you really need to develop a brand. So I developed a brand in the middle of 2014, and I started to develop a website and 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 develop my you know. Reed Goosens as a brand or RSN Property Group. And from there, and this is all still worse, I'm working full-time, you know, in my day job as an engineer. And then from there, I sort of was networking, networking, networking. I moved to LA with my girlfriend because she's from LA. And all of a sudden, I, I started, I said, I really need up to my game even more. And I started my own networking event um, on Meetup. And I, for, through that networking event, I met a gentleman and we were able to close on a very large property in Houston, Texas, which happened, you know, we closed on in the middle of 2015. But that, you know, took a long period of time. And I'll talk a lot more about it in different episodes of the show. But in a very short period of time, I'd learned a ton of information. And really, the purpose of this show is to provide the same learning steps. You know, I arrived in the beginning of 2012, announced, you know, end of 2015. So it's a good three years. It took me a long time to get from having no not a single property, not understanding anything about US real estate to learning a ton of information and to be able to syndicate my first deal and now looking to syndicate another deal within the next six months. And that learning curve was very steep and it came through not a lot of willpower and not giving up. And and, and by no means have I achieved you know anything. I've, I've done one deal and I want to do a lot more, but I understand the, the, the long-term goals now and understand the, to, by creating long-term wealth. So those types of lessons that I've learned along the way and that I'll continue to learn as I grow as an international investor here in the United States is 
I wanted to be able to give a little bit something back because I am an international investor, you know, for all intents and purposes. I'm Australian and I'm Australian living in the US. And I know there's a lot of other international investors out there wanting to do the same thing. And that's invest in the United States, but they don't know where to start. So this podcast will help those guys out there uh, wanting to learn more about the United States and how the system works and taxations and what is what, understanding the lingo and understanding the types of returns that they're going to be getting. And each episode, we'll be interviewing the you know industry leaders and the cream of the crop uh, to get there. And each show will have a topic and we will get their advice and we'll get down to the nuts and bolts of that particular topic for the show. So, and then over time, we'll slow, you'll slowly be able to learn the same uh, learning steps that I went through over the last three years and that I'll continue to learn and we'll sort of grow uh, our community of international listeners wanting to move to the United States or wanting to invest in the United States and all keeping in mind that it's about continuing your education, you know, continue to grow your financial IQ, which is what Robert Kiyosaki talked about in the original book that I read, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So that's really in a nutshell why I have, you know, where I've got to today uh, my, my story and a little bit about my background. And I hope you guys get a lot of great value uh, out of this show and that you continue to listen and we grow our community of international listeners. So continue listening. Thanks a lot for dropping by. And I hope to uh, hear from you soon. Please leave all the you know, comment, comment away in all the iTunes and Facebook and all that good stuff. And um, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye.